Our message today is the Church of Laodicea, the last church. And in this process, and that's what it is, a process, when I say dimension, you think of process. Because he's dealing with the church here. And the church is the inner sanctuary of our souls, and it means called out ones. Amen? Laodicea is the final, the seventh church, seventh dispensation, the last process of the church. Seven is the completeness of God. And this is what God wants to do. He wants to complete us. He that has begun the good work in us, let him do what? Finish it. Mm -hmm. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, as we go through this process, this dispensation of Laodicea, and we've been in it for quite some time now. And as we go in it deeper, our knowledge from the pulpit must increase. Amen? Amen. In the age and dispensation and the process of what we're in now, the Laodicean age, we can't be eating leftovers. Amen? Talking to your ministers now. Now, Apostle Adams last week gave us enough to eat on for the next three months. If you listen to him. So I said, well, Lord, uh, I want to come back and drown your people this week. They still probably head spinning if they're still thinking about it like I am. Their heads are probably still spinning from last week. That's if you've been meditating on what the apostles said. Now, if you just left out of here and not think about it no more, then, well, that's on you. But as for me, I said, well, Lord, you know, you give me a word. It's out. Give you a word. As I always do. And we'll take it from there. And we'll see what God has to say. Is that all right with y'all? Yes. Amen. The Church of Laodicea. We've been in it for quite some time. And I'll deal with what it means and back it up with Scripture as we go forward in this, somebody say process? Because it is a process. Everything is a process. Everything. And we can't get around the process. And as we go through these churches, we're going to see that a lot is involved in the, somebody say process. Oh, a lot's involved in it. So that's why I always say, we're too old for 
having egos and things of that nature. This is a serious situation. And like Reverend uh, Small said, a lot of people didn't wake up, didn't even get to see the new year. But now that the new year is here, you know, we've got to keep on going forward as best we can in the Lord. And where we are defaulting at or where we are failing at, God will help us because his grace is what? Sufficient. Our God is a good God. So let's deal with these churches right quick. And with each church, we see that God sets out the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen? So let's start at Revelation 2.1. And I'm not going to deal with the good, the bad, the ugly, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to deal with the church itself, the meaning of it, and what God is trying to say to us. Okay? And then you can read and see the dysfunction as well as the function of it as you go and study deeper into it. Revelations 2.1 says, Unto the angel, that's unto the pastor, that word angel there means pastor in Greek. Unto the angel of the church, churches are called out ones, our souls, the inner sanctuary of our souls, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. I'm just going to deal with Ephesus. Not going to deal with that other area of it as I previously stated. The word Ephesus means natives. When we are a native of something, that means that we're in a specific place. Amen? That we live in, that we reside in. Amen? We live here. We are natives here of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right? Amen? Now, in order to be the church, we have to be saved. Amen? When we're saved, we enter in as a native into another country. Another city. Amen? Am I right about it? We leave from the city called Earth or the country called Earth into a place called the kingdom of God. Amen? We become natives of that through salvation. Amen? So Ephesus means native. Well, I want you to go with me to... Hebrews 11, verse 10 and 11. Will you put it up there for me, please? Hebrews 10, or 11, verses 10 and 11. This is Abram. For he looked for a city, which is an encounter, which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You see, he realized he wasn't a native of that land that he had been living in, the land of the Chaldeans, worshiping stars. How many of you know that Abram was not a Jew? Abram was 
a heathen. He was called out, amen, Amen. to go to another country and become a native of it. Amen. Next verse. Through faith. Hmm. Also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised it. Somebody say it's all about faith. It's all about faith. And even when faith don't feel like faith, it's still faith. You've often heard me say that. So we understand the fact that Ephesus is the process of us going from one place and living in another place with God. We do understand that, right? We become natives of the kingdom of God, which is within us. Amen? The next church, we're going in steps. I'm going to show you, God will show you the steps of the process. Revelation 2.8, let's go there. Put that up. And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna, write. Now, Smyrna means myrrh, and myrrh is an incense, amen? When we get saved, our souls begin to give off a sweet savor, a sweet incense smell into the nostrils of God, amen? We're going in steps here. He's taking us from one degree to another degree, amen? Now, It's an important thing that the thing or the incense or the smell that we emit up to God is a sweet savor unto him. Amen? Because he will reject anything that's not smelling the way it should smell. He will reject that. Now, I want you to look in the word of God and you'll see where David spoke a word, Psalms 141, verse 2. Just going to teach because that's what we do here. Psalms 141, verse 2. He says, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as what? Incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You see. Once we're saved, our worship. I mean, you know that worship is prayer. Living for God is prayer. Our life is designed to give proper incense to God because God is a good God. Don't worry about it. If it go out, we'll get it straight. It won't hurt nothing. So he said, let my prayers be unto thee as incense and the lifting of my hand 
as the evening sacrifice. Smyrna, the second church. You see, two is the covenant between God and man. It's a contract. Amen? And with our contract with God, that myrrh, that sweet savor, that incense connects us with God as he breathes in the life of us. He breathes back out life to us. Amen? Not going to be with you long. I'm going to hit you. We're going to go. Happy New Year. Revelation 2.12. Revelation 2.12 tells us that unto the angel, the pastor, of the church in Pergamos. Right. Pergamos means elevation. Remember? God is going to take us from one degree to another degree. God elevates us through the incense that we give up unto him. Amen? Our lifestyle, our prayer life, our worship, the things we do for God are the only things that's going to last. All this other stuff, it's going to pass away and is passing away. Even these old bodies. My body might belong to the dust, but my soul belongs to God. Amen? And that's what I hold on to regardless of what it is that I go through in life. There's just something inside of me that just won't allow me to turn loose from God. God is a good God. So here we are, and we're giving thanks this morning to God because God has been very good to us. It's a simple message with deep ramifications. Pergamos, elevation. Well, how do we become elevated? Well, look at James 4.10. Look at James 4.10. The word of the Lord says, if we humble yourselves, ourselves, in the sight of the Lord, he shall Elevate you. Amen. Lift means to elevate. Am I right? So, one of the reasons why God can't elevate a lot of people in the universal church is because we're not humble. We have to be humble in order for God to elevate us. That place is the process of Pergamos. Elevation. And then there's the next one. The next church 
is Thyatari. Look here. Revelation 2.18. Like I said, it won't be long. And unto the angel, the pastor of the church of Thyatira, write. The, ver- the, the, the word Thyatira in Greek, because the New Testament is written in Greek, it means odor of affliction. In this process of these seven churches, these seven dimensions, these, this process that we're going through, there's going to be affliction. Now, I know y'all don't like hearing that. But you might as well be learn to give thanks in all things. Because I don't care what condition I'm in. My old lady has heard me say, give thanks in all things. Don't be moping about it. Give thanks because in the process of it, there's going to be an odor of affliction. Now, we know when people are going through affliction. We know when each other are going through affliction. You know when I'm in pain. I know when sits back there is in pain because we can smell the odor of affliction. We can identify with it. And this is why Acts 14.22, put it up. This is why Acts 14.22 is such a powerful verse because in our affliction, look what the Word of God says. We are to confirm the soul's did it say other Christian? That's what I thought it said. It didn't say nothing about confirming the souls of the saints. It said confirming the souls of the disciples, those that are in the process of learning, disciplined and learning. We are to confirm their souls that God has saved them. And that God loves them and that God cares for them. And we are to, are we supposed to tear each other down and run our mouth again? That ain't what the word says, right? The word of God says, and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Not take scripture and beat over their head and talk crazy and all that old stupid stuff that stupid people do and cause chaos in the church. The Word of God says that we are to exhort them to continue in the faith. And that we must through, see this is what people don't like here. And that we must through much, what? Affliction, tribulation, the odor of affliction, that's the church right there. We must through much Tribulation, not a little bit, but through a lot, enter into the kingdom of God. Because you're trying to enter into a place where you don't know anything about. Have you ever tried to get through cut you vines? I was running from the law one time, and I was trying to get through them cut you vines, and them things were holding me up, and I just said, okay, I'm just going to dig in. 
and I dug in under them. And they covered me. Praise the Lord for that. So they were at me. But anyway, we've got to tear a lot of things out of our life in order to get to the kingdom of God that's inside of us. Amen? Amen. And in the process of it, there's going to be a whole lot of affliction. Because first of all, anything that you love, you hate to give up. Anything that you love, you hate to die, for it to die. You mourn for it. You know you do. Oh, boy. Sanctified saints. We don't sin. We don't do nothing. You just sinned. And you just call God a lie. Because the word of God says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the book of Romans. Am I right about it? Mm -hmm. So through much tribulation, we must enter into the kingdom of God. That's the odor of affliction. That's the process. That's part of the process found in the church of Thyatari. Amen? Mm -hmm. The next church is... The Church of Sardis, 3-1. Revelation 3-1. Are we there? And unto the church, pastor of the church, in Sardis, right. The word Sardis means spiritual revival. How many of us and how often in life do we need spiritual resurrection, spiritual revival? Well, sometimes our spirituality just ain't where it needs to be. It's called having dry spells in our walk with God. Amen? And we need to be revived, right? But God is faithful, isn't he? He knows how long to allow us to go through that dry place before he revives us. Y'all heard the song, Revive Us Again? It's an old song. Revive us again. Mm -hmm. Revive us again. That means that he he had to do it before. And he'll have to do it again. And that's why it's so important for Acts 1422, confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them in the faith, because through much tribulation do we enter into the kingdom of God. And sometimes when this tribulation is upon us, you know, we enter into dry places within ourselves. We enter into sometimes, woe is me, nobody loves me. You know, all that old kind of mess, you know. And there we are. We just sinned again because we call God a lie. Because the Lord says he's with us even until the end of the age. And he also says that he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. Amen. Well, let's look at this spiritual revival that Sardis is. Ephesians 4. 23. 
The book of Ephesians 4, verses 23. And be renewed, uh-huh, spiritual revival, in the what? Spirit of your mind. I think Apostle spoke about that last week. The spirit of your mind, because your mind is spirit. I told you before. Your brain is not your mind, no more than your eyes are what you see with. I guess I better explain that again. Your brain is simply a vehicle for your mind to work through. Spirit. Your mind is not Subject to being held within these walls, your mind can go anywhere. You, you know, cause the spirit. Amen. You don't see with your eyes; you see with your mind. Your physical eyes are just the vehicle that's being used for you to see. What your mind sees. Understand that? So when somebody says you see with your eyes, you see with your mind. It's all about the mind. Your brain is not what you think with. It's your mind is what you think with. Your brain is all just a mass Flesh that's filled with electrodes. How many of y'all know that we are electrodes? We are lightning. We are electricity. That's right. The spirit is electricity. It's energy. Amen? All right. All right. Just do a little bit out there. Actually, not a whole lot today. Like I said. Pastor Adam <laughs> gave you enough to eat on. Gave us enough to eat on for three months. You know? And I enjoy him. I do. Then we have from this spiritual revival comes Revelation 3 7. Revelation 3. Verses 7. Are we there? And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right. Philadelphia means brotherly love. Well, first of all, in order to get to this step, brotherly love, you got to go through all the others. Amen. Because if you're not saved, you don't know nothing about the love of God. And if you're not going through the rest of those processes in there, you don't know nothing about brotherly love, to love one another. That's one of the biggest problems with the universal church today. We like to judge. We like to run our mile. We don't think before we run that mile. We 
talk too much. I keep telling you that. That's what the problem is. When we're supposed to be loving one another, we're trying to kill off one another. That's why the world is like it is now. What kind of man wants to go to war and kill? Especially for no reason, least alone a reason. What well, even if he had a reason? What kind of man would want to kill off another man which is made in the image and the likeness of God? We got a problem, Houston. We got a big problem. A big problem. Because we don't understand brotherly love. Yet though we constantly talking about how good God is and this and that. But we got hell in our heart. We want to take folk out who don't think like we think, who don't look like we look, who don't pray like we pray. You know, we, we, we want to cast them aside. But the Bible said that whosoever lover hath fulfilled the whole law. Because the church don't understand that I don't care who it is. If you love, you fulfill the law of God according to the word. If you love one another. Mm-hmm. And the Bible also says that love covers a multitude of sin. And the Bible also says that we should cover our brothers in sin. Not blabble. We love to run that old lip, don't we? See, you don't want to talk to me now because you're guilty. See, you don't want to talk to me now, see. See, when I hit you, you don't want to talk because you know you're guilty. You got a big mouth, church folk. Learn to shut your mouth. Learn to cover your brothers and sisters. They're already going through enough. You got people out there now ain't got a place to stay freezing, hungry, but they believe in God. And God is still protecting them and feeding them. Hey, you ought to get up and get a job. You don't know the mental health. Just because you can't see the handicap, you know, a lot of handicaps are in the mind. Everybody we meet going through something. But if we don't have brotherly love, do you think we give a damn what other people are going through? If we don't have brotherly love. Hmm? Do we think that we're going to get into the kingdom of God being a gossiper? It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Often times. I ain't picking on you. But I often times say to my lady. We as a people, we have to be careful what we say out of our mouth because life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
And just as well, we've got to be careful of what we allow our hearts, which is our minds, to think about situations. Because God hears that. And in the book of Kings, I believe it is, where it says that we need to take heed to the things that we're saying because a little bird might go and tell the king. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? We got to be careful of what we say and what we feel inside about things. Amen? So when you find your old crazy self going down that road of judging and saying the wrong thing about and plopping off at the lip and stuff, you, you wait a minute, let me fall back off of this because I'm fixing to get my own self in a whole lot of trouble with the big dog, Jesus Christ. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. So we want to have what? Brotherly love. And after brotherly love comes the church of Laodicea. The church of Laodicea means justice for the people or the justice of the people. How many of y'all know that God is going to bring justice for us and already has brought justice for us? Let me show it to you in the box. See, a lot of things we're waiting for, we already have. Just don't realize we got it. Amen? I want you to go with me to John 1334. <laughs> Just about done, y'all. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. This is Philadelphia. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. It's a commandment. Amen. Now let's go to that verse in Romans, y'all, dealing with the justice of the people. Romans 4, 25. Romans 4, 25. Are we there? Talking about Jesus here. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again in our what? Sound like justice. is being served through his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen? Uh-huh. Justification. Well, the last verse is in Romans 5.18. And I'm done. Are we there? Therefore, as by the offense of one, look here, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Talking about Adam when he sinned. Amen. Even so, by the righteousness of one, thank God for Jesus. By the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Did it say some men? Now, 
All can, but all won't. <laughs> Revelation say, whosoever will, let him come and drink from the waters of life freely. Whosoever will. No one can make you come. We got people that should be here right today, this morning. They know how to get to Walmart. Am I right about it? Mm -hmm. They got GPSs. They don't even need it. They know how to get to Walmart. I don't know how to get here. Because of whosoever will, let him come. See, it's the whosoever wills that are here this morning. The reason they came is because they willed to come. Amen? Without the will to come, you won't be here. Without the will to come, you'll fall out. You'll be MIA. Missing in action. And then as my dear wife would say, after you become MIA, you become a POW. She preached that about eight months ago. You become a prisoner of war. See, you got to remember what's being preached, you know, and you build on it. So these seven churches, they are processes. And the last one is the one we're in now. Justice of the people of God. God is going to bring justice for us, for all we've been through. When the martyrs in Revelation were under the tabernacle, and they were crying out to God, how long? Say, just a few more of y'all got to die. Then I'm going to deal with this thing. God is going to deal with earth. He's going to deal with it. We don't know when. It's in God's time. But God said, I'm going to make all things beautiful. But before it gets beautiful, it's going to get ugly. Mm-hmm. Before it gets day, it's dark. But in the darkness, God said, it's still all light to me. God said, I created it all. Darkness, light, good, and evil. God say, our Lord do all these things. Religion don't like that scripture. Oh, God don't do this. God, God do everything. God has a henchman to do whatever it is that he needs to get done. When he was speaking in heaven about going to one of them old crazy kings, he, he, he said, who going to go down? I need me a lion spirit to go down. Old spirit said, I'll go. God always got somebody to handle what needs 
to be handled. God said, I create all of this. I do all of this. And don't you forget it. Amen? Give God praise then in the house.